You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being with us. Since the Flint water crisis was first reported, we've heard a lot about its association with cases of Legionnaire's disease. There was a spike in the deadly disease during that period of time. But there was also a dramatic spike in other cases of pneumonia, and those deadly bouts with the disease did not go tested for Legionnaire's disease. That's according to a new report from Bridge Magazine by reporter Chastity Dossie. Detroit Today producer Laura Weber-Davis recently spoke with Dossie about her report. Here is their conversation. What we found is that, similar to what happened with Legionnaire's, for a couple of years, the state knew that people were dying at a higher rate in Flint. And nobody said anything. Nobody said anything publicly. And when they finally figured it out and decided to do something about it, unlike with Legionnaires, nobody said anything publicly about all these people who were dying. Instead, there was, you know, a memo that went to the health facilities that said, um, please test everyone who comes into your facility who has pneumonia for Legionnaires. Nobody in the public knew that. Nobody in the public knew If your family member goes to the hospital with pneumonia, make sure they get tested for Legionnaires. Nobody knew that the number of people dying during the Flint water crisis from pneumonia has almost doubled in Flint. I think what's most surprising about that for me, Chastity, is that uh, I would never assume that lead in the water would lead to these kinds of repercussions. I mean, every everything we've seen that has been tied um, to these changes in the water, rashes, pneumonia, Legionnaire's disease, of course, lead poisoning. That that one's obvious, right? But the other ones don't seem obvious. What are uh, doctors and scientists learning about how these contaminants affect the, the human condition and illness? Well, from the experts that we talked to, it's already been known that uh, – Big facilities such as hospitals and hotels, you know, Legionnaires is found, you know, in the water system, big water system. So that's something that was already known. I think here in this situation, what was not known is that, you know, it was there was no public awareness. There was no public warning. There was no transparency. And what the medical experts are saying, Mark Edwards included, is that, you know, this is not 100% proven to be connected, but there's just too many coincidences here, and there needed to be more discussion about it publicly. And even more importantly is that when you're not looking for it, you won't find it. They should have been looking. <laughs> well, is there are there any hypotheses about why these things are connected? Is it because the contaminants are weakening the immune system and making them more susceptible to some of these bacteria? Because the poor treatment of the water is making the water more susceptible to, you know, being an incubator for these bacteria. So it's about the water being able to hold it rather than just the human body. Right. It's about the water being able to, um, you know, be an incubator for this bacteria because it was poorly treated. So did you speak with any families who have been affected Specifically, I know that you have talked to some of the families who've been affected by Legionnaires. Had you talked to any families who were affected or, or, or maybe saw deaths in their family 
from pneumonia that now are worried that maybe it's connected to this contamination? So back in the spring of 2016, when, you know, everyone finally found out about Legionnaires, I did old-fashioned reporting, and I said, let me find out what's going on with Legionnaires. And I started calling around to lawyers who had Legionnaires cases, Figer and so forth. And I came across a civil rights attorney named Bill Goodman, and he has um, he's representing a family in Flint. Their matriarch of their family died at McLaren, and the uh, diagnosis was hospital-associated pneumonia. I got a hold of her medical records, and it turns out that she was going to be tested for Legionnaires, but by the time they tested her, she couldn't produce the urine for the test. Hmm. So last spring, we wrote about her, and that was at a time where we found pneumonia data that was sort of preliminary. It was clumped in with flu data but from what you know we we could tell at bridge from looking at the data it looked as if pneumonia was a problem in flint and so it took almost uh almost a year for us to get the information from the state to really look at how pneumonia deaths were or were not increasing and and we found out very clearly nowhere else in the state during any other time in the history of pneumonia hmm. you you've never seen this before wow so was it that story that led you to say maybe we should be looking into just strictly pneumonia cases rather than pneumonia and legionnaires? Right. That when we started looking around, trying to find out what was going on, ran across the mortality data that the state puts on the website. And we saw pneumonia and flu deaths going up in 2014. Um, hmm. And then we said, well, what if we just looked at pneumonia? Because legionnaires, here's the key. Here's the key. Legionnaires is a form of pneumonia. Right. So I asked the state, please give us pneumonia mortality information only. And it took a couple months for them to give us the number of people who died in Genesee County in 2015. And it took seven more months for them to give us the numbers of people who died from pneumonia, only pneumonia in Genesee County. And so, I mean, here's the thing. When you see the number of people dying from pneumonia almost doubling, only in Flint and only during the water crisis, and you go to the state like I did and say, what's going on? Nothing. For weeks, we've heard nothing from them. Mm -hmm. This is what happened when Legionnaires, you know, broke out in Flint. Nobody talked about it. Nobody made a public announcement about it. And to, 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 to you know, double down on it, not only has the state not answered my questions about, you know, what did you know and when did you know it? They haven't answered the question of, well, once you found out that Legionnaires was a problem, that pneumonia was a problem, and you told the hospitals in Flint, oh, test all the people who have pneumonia for Legionnaires. Why did you do that? At the root of this is if the people in Flint were dying from Legionnaires at a higher rate during the water crisis, if the people in Flint are dying at a higher rate from pneumonia, does that mean that all these people who are dying from pneumonia who weren't tested for Legionnaires were likely Legionnaires right. victims? Do we know or have you investigated whether or not the death rate in Flint during the water crisis is higher than you're saying it's been? What What has the response been from the state to your story? Crickets. <laughs> 
crickets surprise i've i've called them i mean the day before the story and i say look it's it's about to run oh we'll try and get back to you nothing the, d- the next day after it ran and other media are picking it up i i get a call out of the blue um okay maybe by the end of next week we'll have some information for mm-hmm. you i mean it's i'm 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 perplexed why is this something that nobody is talking about it clearly looks like the death rate during the Flint water crisis is more than 12 people. Well, part of it may be, I would assume, because they're afraid of what they say may affect some sort of legal dispute and get them into more hot water. And I'm sure they're trying to figure out the way that they're going to navigate this when and if they're sued. So I'm, I'm just, my next question would be, what is the sort of legal fallout that could happen from um, this reporting or just in general the cases of pneumonia that we've seen that maybe weren't tested for legionnaires are those families bound, uh, binding together are there are there any legal suits that that are sort of on the horizon i've not heard from um anyone other than a few um people on social media or email saying well my neighbor died from pneumonia um wonder if they actually had legionnaires and weren't tested because they didn't know that mm-hmm. you know there was a problem with legionnaires and uh i mean here's the thing They've said during the water crisis, 12 people died and, and from Legionnaires. If you look back during those two years and you say 177 people died from pneumonia and they weren't tested for Legionnaires and that could have been Legionnaires, absolutely this opens the state up to some litigation. But what does it open the state up to when you don't tell people we have a pneumonia outbreak happening and you need to get tested for Legionnaires if you have pneumonia? Isn't that worse? Isn't that a a bigger exposure to liability when you haven't told people what's really going on? If the Legionnaires crisis has led to, you know, our governor being, uh, you know, um, called the worst governor in America, you know, if this whole Flint water crisis has really been a huge stain on who uh, we are as um, as a state and transparency in government is now being questioned isn't it worse to say 177 people died? We're not reacting to it. We're not telling the public about it. And isn't it possible that this could go on, that the numbers in 2016 and 2017, people dying from pneumonia could be worse because they don't know to go get tested for Legionnaires? Chastity Pratt-Dossie, reporter for Bridge Magazine. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime. Okay, that was Detroit Today producer Laura Weber-Davis talking with Bridge Magazine reporter Chastity Pratt-Dossie about the outbreak of Legionnaires in Flint, uh, maybe having something to do with the Flint water crisis. Uh, That's going to do it for us today on the show. Uh, You should check out Created Equal, our new podcast that looks at issues of modern inequality through the lens of narrative history. Uh, We concluded our first season of Created Equal last Friday with an episode about Viola Liuzzo, a white woman from Detroit who went south to Selma, Alabama in 1965 to march with civil rights workers and was killed for it. Uh, We talk in that episode about the exercise of the privileged linking arms with 
historically marginalized people and how important that is to making change. You can download Created Equal wherever you find podcasts uh, on iTunes or wherever else you get it. And we will be back with more of Created Equal later this year. Season two will probably debut sometime this fall. And stay tuned to, uh, to the program for more information about ways to engage with Created Equal. We have some really exciting things planned that we will be announcing soon. All right. Uh, Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matt Trevethan. And associate producers are Addie Wallace and Aaron Allen. The Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Fobian. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you tomorrow.